and we're back on air. Hello. <laughs> Hello. That went well. So we introduce ourselves then. Yeah, do you want to start, Dan? I'm Daniel. I'm Sam. And I'm Alex. And this is It's a Little Bit Funny. The podcast. Did we decide on that name? Yeah, we uh, agreed. Yeah. We agreed. I was, we agreed. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Which is the podcast about, we've gone straight into the description, fine. It's the, the podcast about absurd music lyrics. Yeah. Absurd, yeah, for different reasons. Absurd and also popular as well, usually. Yeah, as yeah. in you mean we can't go too obscure with the lyric choices. Yeah, it has to be things that people have accepted in popular oh, culture. and it's just entered the mainstream to the point yeah. where it's yeah, got yeah. enough acceptance that it deserves us yeah. jabbing at it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not intentionally... Like, if we went for a Weird Al Yankovic lyric... Yeah. So we're like, that. oh, that's a bit comedic. I was talking about the concept of friend, who brought up a good point. Do they have to be fluent in English? Uh, writers? Is that, ooh. like, a, a no-go? Because I, it's, it's not come up in our extensive back catalogue of episodes. That's interesting, though. But as in, I think that's... It's, it's, I think it's a, it's a rule that would have come about organically. Because it's low-hanging fruit, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. You go, I listen to a fair bit of Japanese music, J-pop, yeah. K-pop, and they quite often put in... Japanese. <laughs> K-pop. <laughs> they quite often put a, an English phrase into their choruses, mm. but it's the most arbitrary thing. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, it makes sense. But then you get weird ones, yeah. I don't know what the lyrics are to Despacito. But are there any English ones that could not hold up? But then does that straddle the line bit because it was so widely popular here? I don't know. I think we should stay away from those for now. Yeah. It's too easy. Once we've exhausted all the songs of the English language. Okay, so in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So today is Sunday the 24th. 24th. 24th? Yeah, we're in Mosey's. Mosey's very generously offered to host. So we're in your flat in the Barbican. Yeah. Which is great, actually. I love this place. Yeah. Do you want to give me a full address? Brutalist view. <laughs> I'll like... I'll pepper it in across yeah. the episode. That's only for and Patreon then, supporters. Yeah. And then <laughs> someone who wants to find it has to listen to the whole back catalogue. Yeah, that's and that's how you get them. Yeah. Um, we are not watching the end of Manchester United, hopefully beating Liverpool. Yeah. Well, this too, may have aged badly. I'm too nervous <laughs> to watch it. So. We're, um, but we're going to finish in time for the League Cup final. Between, Between City, and City and Chelsea. Yeah, because we wouldn't want to miss that onslaught. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam's back from Canada. Yes, welcome back. This Thank is you. why we've been delayed between episode one and two. Yeah, straight after recording yeah. the first episode, I went straight off to Canada. But only for like a week and a half. Um, and yeah, it was good. It was all right. Yeah, well, did, didn't you go to a nice hockey game? I did. I went to a Canucks game. Um, and I before the game, I didn't know any of the rules. And... Eight minutes into the game, I was screaming at the ref for not upholding an icing that I thought, or an offside that I thought was obvious. So, yeah. Were you the only one screaming? Because I imagine Canadians are very polite and their games are very sort of tame. I reckon ice hockey is a bit of a sort of um, yeah, no an outlier for that. You say that, but no, there's no, it's not like football, there's no chanting, there's no singing, there's mm. no screaming at the ref. They're just sort except of. For except for me, yeah. <laughs> Um, but he took it. He took it on the chin. Should have gone to Specsavers. <laughs> I didn't pick up in an answer. The UK. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. I always liked ice hockey because I loved the Mighty Ducks growing up. 
That was one of my favourite film trilogies. One of the great film trilogies. Have you ever seen the Is it a trilogy? I've yeah. never seen the first one. The third one I is the best so. one. Really? Yeah, genuinely. So really? it's an outlier Does it just, cinema. Is, it, is the event uh, participating in grander and grander? Or is it... Okay, so that's, it's really interesting you say that because in Mighty Ducks 1, it's, it's a sort of local match. In Mighty Ducks 2, they're representing Team USA. Yeah. So it's like national. Like Olympics? But exactly. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. Junior Olympics. But then Mighty Ducks 3... It's literally a high school match, but not even high school versus high school. It's within the high school. Oh, wow. It's the like junior year versus the senior year, because the senior year are the bad guys. So they go from representing the US yeah. to like representing like third year at uni, basically. So they really lower the stakes. Massively, massively lower. So it takes it so intimate. Interesting. It's like if like the next Avengers film was just like Iron Man like puts up some shelves or something. Avengers Assemble Furniture. Yeah, so good. There we go. Not planned. That was great. End the podcast. Completely organic. <laughs> Next week, we'll be looking at... Um, that's interesting. Same team? Same Mighty Ducks every time? Uh, no, there's a few. Keenan Keenan of Keenan and Cal. I think he joins in the first one. Knuckle Park. is his like, signature move. There's a few There's a few different ones. There's a different coach in the third one. Because ah. it was Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen's brother, yeah. in the first two. But in the third one, they bring in this guy, Coach Orion, who's like all about defense. Defense. Yeah. And he does, there's this ridiculous <laughs> game because basically the idea is the Mighty Ducks are these free scoring, like having too much fun. The whole Mighty Ducks 3 has this weird, like conservative philosophy of defense first. So there's this ridiculous game where they go up about 9 0, and the, they're like loving it, and the coach is hating it because he's like, you're not playing defense. And of course, the other team come back to win the game from like. Of course. It, it sounds like it's such a technical film. It's so yes. technical. Um, it's so defensive. It's like Jose Mourinho's yeah. ideal sort of sports film. Yeah. He's like, fuck the bus. Yeah. <laughs> fuck the Zamboni. One thing I did want to ask you actually, because it is, this will seed back into music. You played uh, guitar yes. for her, your girlfriend's family on your yeah. final note, was it? On the final night, but under duress, because I was, I really didn't, like, I didn't take anything <laughs> with me. <laughs> I was, like, holding, I had, like, picks in my mouth and uh, <laughs> holding the case. But they had a guitar, and they, um, my girlfriend's dad asked me to play for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had, so, obviously, at first, everyone would be very, like, oh, no, we're just here to have, you know, to hang out as a family. I won't play, so I was yeah. um, being modest. And then I realised I really didn't want to play, so... But then it became rude to keep turning them down. But what did you play? Uh, I played, well, Fire and Rain by... James um, Taylor. Former President James Taylor. Former President <laughs> James Taylor. Yeah. And, but luckily they could sing, so I hate to sing. So I played while they sang, and that makes me feel a bit more... Wait, they sang Fire and Rain to you while you played it? While I played it. But I thought they were requesting stuff. Um, yeah, they were requesting stuff that I didn't know. So I just played Fire and Rain <laughs> on repeat. Like that. Three times. Yeah. You're just going to float there and listen. Um, did, they, did, yeah. did they like it? Did they enjoy it? Yeah, they did. And um, House of the Rising Sun and no, a no. couple of Oasis songs. And, yeah. Just you, oh, you played it. Do you play, you played Wonderwall? Not Wonderwall, no. No, no. The only track that any busker yeah. has ever played. And I've ever told you about when I taught in, um, when I taught in China said this like a this is my go-to story but 
when I was teaching, they were, they were organized in classes one to 13, mm. depending on ability. So class one, I could just chat to normally, like yeah. chatting to you now. Class 13 was euphemistically named the music class because they couldn't, they couldn't speak in English, but they could play music, apparently. Because <laughs> you don't need linguistic ability to <laughs> play music. But they asked me on my first class to sing to them. Mm. And I, I had no idea what to do, and I sang Wonderwall and God Save the Queen. Not the Sex Pistols. Oh, I was just saying. <laughs> the National Anthem. It was the weirdest combination. Though Now I think about it, they are probably like the two national anthems of the UK, in a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, in a way, yeah. And now mm. I, I, I assume those kids are fluent now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Mancunian. Yeah. Like, Gallagher Brothers. Yeah. Um, should we start the actual Let's. podcast? Yeah, because we've rambled for about yeah, we've been, 15 minutes. Yeah, I've, I've not been timekeeping. How, uh, what were you on? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is going to make me look very well, good as a producer. We, we I think we've been about 8 or 10 minutes in. We can cut much then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited to not cut. Yeah. Shall we? Oh, it's straight up. Yeah. Straight up. We are it, live broadcast. This episode. This episode. Um, so I think we were going to start off with Dan. So we'll kick off. This is a song. So should we listen to the song first? It's Blue by. It's All Rise by Blue. Boy Band Blue in Okay, first of all, so the specific lyrics that we're talking about, I'll read to you in a second. Yes, but please. first of all, what I love about this song, this song is called All Rise, right? This was their debut song in 2001. I remember this so distinctly coming home and thinking, the sheer audacity of a pop group to begin their career with a song about, heavily about the judicial system. It's all about, like, a court case. Yeah. It's not about, like, 95% of songs are about, like, love or, like, baby or whatever. This is, this is literally about the intro... Like, the song is called All Rise. It's literally what a judge says when he comes into court. Yeah. And it was a massive hit. Anyway, there's lots of different things in the verses, but in the bridge, this is a specific thing. So Simon Webb goes... Um, Step in my house, you find that your stuff is gone. <laughs> but, in re- but in reality, to whom does the stuff belong? Which is... <laughs> so deep. Oh, wow. It's such a great musing on the philosophy of, like, property. Property law. The, yeah, exactly. The, the yeah. slipperiest So what I assume laws. is... So in the, in the verses... Oh, no, in the chorus, where it's all, all rise, they're all being the judge. That's what the judge would say. One from the one for the money. He goes. He, I said. He says. He says one for the money and the free rides. Yeah. It's two for the lies that you denied perjury. Yeah. yeah. All, all rise. rise. All right. So Wait. This is the judge dealing out sort of sentences. Yeah. And explaining the case and saying all rise. But then that bridge is the defendant is the criminal saying, yeah, I went into your house and I stole all your stuff, but who really does the stuff all belong to? So that was his defense. That is you're essentially absolutely you're actually right because he get then he says all rise all rise and the judge then says three for the calls you've been making four for the times you've been faking all rise I'm going to tell it to your face you type so as the judge yeah that's then, up to the, the <laughs> thing. yeah then he says all yeah. rise for a fourth time this court is very sort of 
it should be held in contempt of court, really. Most it, of these are they people. all just sitting back down every time? <laughs> yeah, every... They just don't quite get how he rules his judgment. So it's, like, no, it's not quite finished. <laughs> and then the judge says, I rest my case. I don't know why that... Oh, that yeah, he shouldn't be saying that. It's supposed to be impartial. This is just me ripping off the Simpsons, but that's one of my favourite moments when Lionel Hutz goes... Yeah. He goes, I rest my case. And he goes, you rest your case? And he goes, I thought that was just a figure of speech. Case closed. Oh, uh, yeah, so the, the, the judge goes, yeah, so he does that. And then Simon goes, uh, step back because you don't know this cat. I know deep down that you don't want me to react. I lay low, leaving all my options open. The decision of the jury has not been spoken, but the judge has. But yeah. then he goes, step in my house, you find that your stuff is gone, but in reality, to whom does this stuff belong? It's actually an incredible defence from, from him to just deny the entire basis upon which our system is constructed. But I remember, so I remember as a child, well, as a child, I remember in my what, teens listening to that song and I loved it. And me and my brothers thought it was so funny, that lyric about you going to house, you find that your stuff is gone. Because it takes what is quite straightforward lyrics up until that point to such a philosophical level. Oh my God, that elevates it. it, it just, it's so jarring. I think that's what's so funny. You step out of a pop song for a minute and you never go back. I like that. You idea. can't really carry on dancing to it. No. I like if you're I, I love the idea that in the recording studio they stopped at that point and were just like, whoa. They all went home. Shit. Yeah, exactly. With the mics, with yes. the mics and everything. Yes. Like, yeah, that's that. To go and live in a commune. It's an, it, it's an incredible, like, music from him. Like, I, I think that probably changed the lives of a lot of, like, 11 to 12-year-old, like, teen... Well, they wouldn't be teens, <laughs> by definition. Tweens. Yeah. Listening to that, who are like, what is the nature... Why do I own these things that my parents have bought me? What is the yeah. nature of them? I found it... Uh, I actually... It, we're supposed to be condemning these songs, but I actually think that was... You've come full circle. Incredibly intellectual to slip into it. I think the, there's a nice philosophical question there. For me, it's more the sort of the, the, the due process of this kangaroo court of law, <laughs> which I think we need to examine more. In terms of, I don't hear the jury giving their verdict. This judge <laughs> resting his case doesn't seem impartial. Always saying, yeah, constantly having to berate the members of the yeah. court for not standing up. Yeah. It's Judge Judy. Who is the... The power's gone to his head. Or her head. Yeah. Your Honour, please, got to believe what I say, yeah. So, what is the... What are we voting on at the end of this? Um, I don't know. We, are we... So, previously we voted Previously. On, we voted on whether we think what the lyric is, the writer is justified in those lyrics or they could have thought about it more. Like, they didn't put enough... Put in enough effort. Mm. I think we're voting on whether to... I actually don't know what we're voting <laughs> I'm questioning the entire existence. Of All right, let's, let's just say, so assuming Simon Webb wrote those lyrics, but we don't know that. I should actually check. Maybe let's look that up. But whoever wrote them, we're voting then whether they did, a, they did their due diligence, did a good job, or they really like, screwed mm. the pooch on those lyrics. Mm. What do you think? With a legal background, Daniel. You both have legal. We both have legal well, backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have a you have a law degree, don't you? Most. I do. I do. And you have a law degree. I see. Simon is credited. Thank In you. fact, Simon is the only member of Blue that's credited on the oh. track as songwriting. There's some other people. So that's why it's so funny that he went so philosophical with that one line. 
That's why I don't think it works, because as funny as it is, and as much as it made me think, it takes you out of the song. It doesn't fit there. It fits more in a sort of jurisprudence tutorial at yeah. seminar at uni. I can I can imagine one of my tutors saying, "Step in, s- step in my house. You find that your stuff is gone, but in reality, to whom does the stuff belong?" And you'd be like, "Oh shit!" That's... You're like, "Should we be taking notes?" <laughs> is this right. is this going to be in the exam? <laughs> that's what Simon's doing now. He's yeah. retired to become a, a law professor. A law he defends like thick ch- alleged thieves. Yeah. And every time the judge is like, fuck. It's the all rise defense again. <laughs> Alright, so let's vote, shall we? Well I was just gonna say it reminds me of I had in an interview for uni. Uh-huh. It was an Oxford interview, which I failed quite spectacularly. Oh right, okay. Because it was very much in the same vein as this. It was have I not said? No. So I think one one of the big I had like three interviews over three days and one of them was basically a woman is in a supermarket and there's one more Harry Potter wand toy, toy wand, mm-hmm. left. She puts it in her shopping trolley. Yep. And then on the way to the tills, someone snatches it and pays for it and goes. Because it's the last one and it's, I don't know, maybe in the context of it, it was things before Christmas or something like that. And it was like, to whom did it belong? And to me, it's always seemed so obvious, but on the day of the interview, I completely froze. What did, what what did you say? say? I Harry baffled. I don't know. You said she should have Akio wand. <laughs> Got it back. <laughs> I just completely panicked. You used to say, do I apply Wisting Law? Or... It's, it's, okay. it's, it's still Ollivanders. <laughs> he's, he's not recommended it yet. What a bizarre scenario. It was odd. And I just, yeah. And it, I just went on. I went too much in the same vein as this song. Oh, I think I was too philosophical. I think I should have been more pragmatic, saying, till you've paid for it, it's in that limbo of being in the shop. That's interesting, because I, I also interviewed Oxford. I got in, actually. This is a whole story that... Oh, did you? Ten years in therapy. That's not... I'll go into the whole story that's thrown on the time. We'll, we'll <laughs> put out those recordings. A different podcast. Patreon supporters. But interestingly, in the thing, they asked me almost exactly the same thing, but it was like sort of situations where there, there was ambiguity. So mm. it was like, if someone comes in, what, you come home and someone, you find someone's washed your windows, we, they were meant to wash the neighbours, but they made a mistake. Do you then have to pay for it? That sort of thing, and then I, and then I answered that, and they're like, okay, what if you're now? And I, I think I said no, and they're like, okay, now you're in the house and you see the guy doing it, washing your windows, even though you know he's meant to be the neighbours, and you let him do it. Do you still have to pay for it? Right. So yeah. and, and it went on that, and I think I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, but I think what impressed them was I went on this massive argument, and then I went, actually, can I change everything that I just said? And they really responded well to that. So I think they just like the idea of, you know... Seeing you think... Yeah, yeah on your think, feet. Think and also not being afraid of... My... Because I think I my mistake would have been to just, like, Captain Jack Sparrow just sort of <laughs> boldly go down... Where is the rock the ...opinion I sort of formed in the room. And just... That was a hill I decided to die on. And that was... <laughs> well, <laughs> my, my interview question was... The first, when I walked in, the guy just said... Um, do you think Ryan Giggs should win Sports Personality of the Year? What, were you, what was this what for? What was this for? Huh? What course? Man, you're like, to do <laughs> languages. I think, well, this is the thing. So I didn't realise this was part of the interview. So I just went, yeah, of course. I'm a massive United fan. And then that was it. And he went, do you want to have a 
think about it, and I went, no. Was this the year he just tw- cheated on his um, missus? Yeah. Oh, no, and his brother? Uh, and his missus. Yeah, he must have done, and I obviously overlooked that. So it was obviously a sort of discussion. Degree. It was a discussion <laughs> point, and I decided what's there to discuss. I'm a United fan. Yeah. Why don't you? Are you a City fan? Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> Did you see the Rodri Giggs ad for Paddy Power? I have. just got released. Yes. No. There's no such was... thing as loyalty. Yeah, that was the line. Paper reward is the line. And it's yeah. his breath. Who, whose on-screen charisma is somewhat yeah, lacking. You know, yeah. lacking. No, but obviously. it's a sweet idea. Oh, yeah, I can't even... So basically, yeah, it's Rodri Giggs is the new ambassador for Paddy Power. Mm. The, whole episode, the whole ad is basically him nodding at situations where you would think that are about loyalty like his wife pops out to the shops and she she's like we need some milk and he like looks at the camera and he's like we do need some milk <laughs> <laughs> it's great and then, the, and, then, and then he's watching tv he's like supports the national team and he's like wales have just lost and he's like they're like that's bad news for the gaffer questions will be asked about the man <laughs> and he just gives the questions will be asked exactly. he says uh, uh, but and then at the see. end it's like loyalty is dead live for rewards I know yeah. the planner on that actually really? yeah it's, um, yeah I like nice. it it's a good yeah it's fine I'm, I'm sort of yeah as, as sports betting goes it's, it's uh, yeah it's, it's God. a sort of, it's a I, they should be sponsoring us for that we just, do we just <laughs> yeah, they owe us cash now they yeah. just said baddie power that, that would be better than the usual sort of scripted ad reads you know that they do in podcasts mm. yeah Squarespace but this is the second time in a row you've advertised we've... Squarespace, so they haven't paid us any money yet. Why would they try to do it for free? This is very much like washing the windows of Squarespace, <laughs> <laughs> hoping they'll pay us. I love, I love that. I love that we're the only podcast in history to advertise Squarespace for free. <laughs> it elevates us to a very isolated. Realm in the podcast. We we you know what? We, we should just have a podcast about Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> we should still talk about brands we like. So, yeah, so that was my. So, to say the yeah, I don't know. I think that was a very convoluted way of agreeing with Sam in that that is too philosophical yeah. aligned questioning and doesn't quite fit in. So, we're going to do the thumbs up. Thumbs down, right? And yeah. then we reveal it. Yeah, for Simon Webb's lyrics. Yes. Yeah, okay. One, two, two three. three. Oh, three oh, down. Three, three thumbs down. Yeah. So Simon is never allowed to write another pop song again. That seems fair. We're I not feel executed. like, as a defence, change, you know, sort of like saying, yes, okay, I messed up within the rules you're playing with. Yeah. But let's question the rules is always a very dangerous route to go down. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. It's almost like we're putting a for and against for each song. Yeah. Which essentially is the... That's the point, isn't it? So, <laughs> shall we... Daniel stumbled upon <laughs> the winning format form. of our own Yeah. Podcast. They're winning. It's weird. Start again. Right. So, <laughs> From the top. Should we do another one? Yeah. I'm keen to hear yours. Okay. So, this week, mine is Cheerleader by Omi. Um, and I've got the... A uh, bit of the song here, this is the Felix Yarn remix. Uh, All these other girls are tempting, but I'm empty than your bar and they say, Do you need me? Do you think I'm pretend? Do I make you feel like you dead? I'm like, oh, that's really close. Oh, I think I that I found myself. So 
the bit in particular that stands out to me, and I think I've talked about this with you yeah. before, Dan, so I think other people have picked up on this as well, is that he's essentially talking about how he's found a cheerleader, he's found a woman that really supports him and um, is devoted to him, mm. essentially. And then he starts by saying that she's the only one and other girls attempting, but I'm empty when you're gone. So he shouldn't really have mentioned the other girls to begin with, no. but fine as a parallel to how she, this other girl is so much better. And then he says, this is about the other girls that are attempting. They say, do you need me? Do you think I'm pretty? Do I make you feel like cheating? And I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> oh, stop and no, surely. <laughs> Yeah, why? Why is he giving throwing her a bone there? Not literally. Why yeah. is he even giving her any? Not really. Is so insulting to the girl that he's supposed to be singing about. Yeah. Do I make you feel like cheating? Not really. Yeah. Just say no. No, he could have said no. Not in a million years. Yeah, because I found it. Because I found a cheerleader. That's the point of the song. But he's let himself down a little bit. Instead, he's like, no, not at the moment. Yeah. Also, yeah, he's left that wind, he's left the door ajar. He's left the window open a bit. I, I also think that I just generally and then he goes on to say she's a cheerleader, which I think is a demeaning way of oh, it, maybe. which I I think is just not a very. It's basically saying your job is to support me. I looked for someone to basically just cheer for me. It's a pretty face to cheer for me. Exactly. Is that what he says? No. Well, that's not the lyrics, but as in that's what. Yeah, I but mean. I, in his defence of those of the cheerleader. Um, Constructed. Oh, yeah, I had it that in this situation he's found someone who cheers for him, and so quid pro quo he cheers for her as well. Oh, does he say that? No, but I, I, I imagine <laughs> he does. Very <laughs> You're giving him the benefit <laughs> yeah. of the doubt. There. I think so. Yeah, it, he doesn't sing about that. What does it? What do these girls say to him? Do you think I'm? Do you need me? Do you think I'm pretty? Do I make you feel like cheating? So, sort of. I mean, do you think I'm pretty? He could answer that one, maybe. But do I make you feel like cheating is... is that's dangerous territory. That is. That's, yeah, that's grounds, I think. Yeah, that is... That is that's... Because I, I like the idea that he's playing this to his... He played an acoustic version to his girlfriend at yeah. first. And b- before that, she was probably, like, welling up a bit with, like, emotion, mm. loving it. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, it's so sweet, no one's ever written this for me. And then he got to that, and she's just like, wait, what... Who was this? Yes. Yeah. Imagine it in the non-song format. Imagine you go home to your girlfriend yeah. and you're like, oh, girl came up to me today and she said, and she said, do I make you feel like cheating? Yeah. And your girlfriend would be like, oh, that's weird to hear. What did you say? And you're like, well, obviously I said not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go and what do you think not really? Why didn't you tell her to fuck off? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't, it was rude. Oh, I like, didn't want to rule it out. What's the I didn't situ- want to make her think it would never happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's the situation as well? It's like, does it say, like, is she in a club, in a club or something? In the music video, in the Felix Yarn remix, they're on a beach, it looks like. And he does walk away from them. <laughs> oh, he does? He walks God. away. Yeah, but I, still, I think he's, he's got it in the back of his mind. He walks away, he's going to have a think about is it. Is he the lyricist? Um, that's a good question. I don't... Oh, it's a hell of a lot. Of yeah, there's, there's quite a few songwriters, yeah. including Omi himself, whose real name is Omar Samuel Paisley. Yeah. Fourth credit, though. Yeah. Although the the first credit is someone called Sly Dunbar, so already that makes me think that it's <laughs> ill intentioned. Not the Sly. Yeah. I don't know. What do you? 
Thoughts on this, Mosey? It sounds like one of those things where it's kind of like he's he's had to give the answer that in a transcript where it played back, say, in a court of law, yeah. it would have to look like he tried to resist while leaving the door just ajar enough. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying is he wrote it. Yeah, no, this is mine. He didn't so. have to no. write that down. No. <laughs> he's not been caught in a... He's not been caught in the moment and, you know, has to, like, retract what he said. He wrote this down. He and had all the time he, yeah, to work. He wrote it down and he's given the most tepid, non-committal response to someone asking him if he's going to cheat on his partner. Yeah. He's going, nah, not really. And Which, then he's gone, and he's gone straight into the exuberance of the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> the more I think about it, the more angry I'm getting. Because it's one thing to sing a song about, like, um, oh, I'm, I'm giving a sort of half-assed answer of whether I will cheat on my partner. But then the song is about how much he appreciates and is grateful for his partner. Yeah, and he's just slipped that little and bit. And it's a smack in the face, he's, that he, little bit. He's almost slipped that in in a really sort of manipulative way as a little reminder to her that he's like, well... I've got options. Exactly, yeah, yeah. don't. It's quite dark, actually. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I really don't like it anymore. I'm against it. Should we should we take a vote? Yeah, I think it seems quite unanimous. It was my. <laughs> I, I wonder if there'll be a twist in the results. All right, well the, I, we have to do. Can you word it in a way? That what is word the actual question? Like what's? Um, okay, has oh, I don't know how to like, I don't know. Is whoever wrote this have they done justice to the? the nature of the song which is the woman they're mm. singing about the cheerleader whether yeah. if even if you don't agree with the cheerleader as the the uh the name they've given her you want to see those words? yeah okay have a look <laughs> just freeze the whole song <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute he sings that in the pre-chorus every time yeah 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 he keeps saying it no, and really at the end he says all that's left for me to do is to pop the question, the question. That's outrageous that he's built, that's how he builds up to a marriage. Yeah. Start on such a sour note. <laughs> Did I mention you're the only girl for me? No, he didn't mention because he keeps singing about these other women. Yeah. Of course he didn't mention. Oh, he's all over the place. <laughs> I can't vote on this fast enough. It's like if she, when she, he proposes, does she want her to go, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right, right, okay, ready? let's vote. We're voting. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Alright, three down. down. Three down. He's gone. Join Simon Webb in the. Yeah. Well, I feel bad for Simon Webb now because he's that's nothing, not nothing. It's nothing. We, we... Simon Webb was like... just asking. <laughs> you know, have we thought through property law enough? Yeah. yeah. And this guy has this just, guy. you know, he's is re- you know, yeah. using the three least convincing words of the English language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, not really. <laughs> not really. No. Nothing wrong with being, you know polyamorous but if you're going to commit to a yeah. monogamous relationship then you know and see it through to, to the end of the song <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. is there maybe an argument of politeness to these other as in being devil's advocate I voted no, against no. it could no. you is it sort of he's led them on yeah he's... he does say he has what does he say he's got the magic he's the wizard of love and he's got the magic wand <laughs> That was a precursor. Wizard, wizard he's, using, he's using black magic then to yeah. entrap these other women. The wizard of love. I'm against it. Gandalf. Fair enough. He's more a Saruman than a Gandalf. Yeah, he's, he's dark, dark forces. Um, Good, right. so that's 
He's overwhelming. Sorry. We've been very negative so far. Yeah, yeah. Alex. Can I think there's a good cause. Is this going to be three? Can I save us? Can we? Maybe we'll see. It's not up to me. It's up to <laughs> Pitbull. And the, and the following bits of lyricism. Me not working hard. Yeah, right. Picture that with a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square. Take a picture of me with a Kodak. <laughs> so I don't know, it, it was quite subtle there, what he's done. <laughs> it's rhymed Kodak with the same do brand you, name do, Kodak. Do you want to read, the, read that passage? So I'll read that passage. Yes. It's, it's, it's pretty good. So it starts off with a question, me not working hard. Sorry, what song is this? Sorry, it's Give Me Everything by Pitbull. Okay. Me not working hard? Yeah, right. Picture that with a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square. Take a picture of me with a Kodak. Okay. So, some con... My two... There's two reasons I'm very fond of these lyrics. Yeah, yeah. One of them is the rhyming of Kodak with Kodak. Terrible, which is yeah. just I'm I'm not a fan of it, even when it's two two words you know the same word twice but with different meaning. Mm. I'm not that happy with it. Yeah. But literally yeah, the brand name, yeah, again and again, not a fan of it. No. But this was apparently he because he was in a Kodak advert. That was in Times Square. Okay. On a big billboard. That does make more sense. It makes sense. Mm. But this was months before Kodak went bankrupt. Oh, okay. So it's funny because it wasn't better yet. That was the bit I picked out. Yeah. He had a sort of... It sounds like he got kind of angry about it as well. Someone's well, accused him of not working hard. That was happened. So someone's... People... Said, yeah. And he said, how about you take a picture of me? And then he went, better yet, why don't you go and take a picture of me with a failed brand? It's because what I like is he's... He's, he, he's signed this marketing deal with a brand that is tanking. Yeah. And tanked months after this deal. So it's clearly not worked. Yeah. So he's, as a precursor, he's done some product placement. Yeah. Of if people were to take a picture of him, it would have to be with a Kodak to begin with. Yeah. And then if not, go to Times Square and take a picture of him with a Kodak. Yeah. In the first one, is he asking people to take a picture of him with their Using own Kodak? The Kodak? Yeah. That's how I understood it. And the second one is picture of him holding, holding the Kodak. Kodak. Yeah. Which, yeah. Oh, and it's literally the first lyrics. Yeah, yeah, straight in. Oh, is it? Yeah, straight in. Well, because, yeah, he doesn't... The rhyming scheme later for the chorus says, Tonight I want all of... Tonight I want all of you tonight. Give me everything tonight. For we all know we might not get tomorrow. Let's do it tonight. So, yeah, he's not... He's singing about Kodak. Because <laughs> they went out of business. <laughs> we might not get tomorrow. Yeah. Because uh, the... <laughs> the money keeps flowing, in. he says. Yeah. <laughs> Since the it order never stops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, picture that with a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square and take a picture with a Kodak. <laughs> I mean, who uses Kodak? It's a, my grandma used to work at Kodak. She's the only person I can think of who would be sort of his audience for this, for this song. An 80-year-old Indian woman. Yeah, but she's not going to go to Times Square just to take a no. picture of his ad. Which, if it's on a billboard, you could find... A digital copy of that somewhere else. You assume. You don't need to go to Times Square to take a picture of it. Can I just say that I do like the next lyric, the next line. Take my took my life from negative to positive. Ooh. Oh, okay. Hello. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's all right. Then. That yeah. is. That <laughs> is. That's quite clever. He's thought about that. It was a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> He's never. What I like, what's quite funny about that is Kodak's failings mm. were for putting too much money on people not going to digital. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's actually quite funny. That is actually the failings of Kodak using negatives. Yeah, but it, it changed. It moved his him life personally. Yeah, direction. Yeah, Kodak failed. He sort of leap. He sort of leapfrogged off the failings of Kodak. Leapfrogged. Yeah. Is that? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> no. But, but yeah, but he's, he's, do you know what I mean? He's 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 um, capitalized on it, and then he's made a lot of money, and he's not really mm. done them any favors. Piggybacking on Kodaks. Yeah. Well, he's he's, he's making the, he's, he's, he's very happy about the um, the money he's getting and the success that yeah. this partnership is sending his way. Yeah. But I think there's very little care for the future of Kodak in here. And no. that's what really bugs me. He's almost gleeful yeah. in the demise of Kodak and all the, Kodak, yeah, all the jobs. Historically, Kodak thought individuals will not want... He's yeah. getting quite technical. He, Kodak believed uh, digital cameras would only be for pros. Yeah. And that it would not hit the mainstream. Okay. And their slowness in realising that wasn't the case. Yeah. And their slowness to get onto the democratisation of digital cameras yeah. is what basically shot them dead yeah. as a company. And Pipple told them that. So Every he, meeting he had. So he, he did them a favour well, doing, yeah. doing the marketing campaign with them. And now, I sort of get it actually, because now he told them hundreds of times to digitise. And now he's sort of, it's a bit of an I told you so song, isn't it? 100%. That's actually recontextualised the whole thing. When he says, give me everything... Yeah. He's talking about of what assets they have left after the yeah, bankruptcy. After the liquidate. Liquidate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, actually, yeah, picture that with a Kodak. He sang this to the board at their last AGM. <laughs> I yeah, I think I actually think he's done okay here. Really? His, I, and he comes. Mm. His first lyric. It is interesting in that context because his first lyric is "Me not working hard." That suggests he's saying, oh, you don't think I'm doing enough as your brand ambassador. Yeah. Picture that with a Kodak. Oh, yeah. you don't have any left. Oh, what are you going to do now? Yeah, I think, you know what it is? I think he's absolutely in the right, but I think his style is a bit too aggressive. It's more than I would do. I wouldn't do a sort of, like I told you so no. song. But I think, but you've got to give him credit. He, he was right. Kodak. He's just going about it in a bit of a, a douchey way. Yeah. But that, that's what I'm surprised about, because you know that's what you're getting with Pipple. Why did Kodak mm-hmm. choose him as their brand ambassador in the first place? There's, well, if there's anyone I associate with film camera, analogue cameras, mm-hmm. it's, not, <laughs> it's not Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide. It's, Mr. <laughs> it's not Mr. Worldwide, who looks like a sort of thumb as a human being. Pitbull. <laughs> but clearly they weren't trying to... Uh... They were trying to associate their new digital cameras yeah, with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was their called... attempt. This was their last roll of the dice. That yeah. was some with someone social... who's yeah. going to take us into the future. Some social media creative director was like, yeah. get me Pitbull on the phone. Mm. Done it? With, with, with what brand of phone? Well, maybe... Call <laughs> 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 Pitbull with a Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> maybe... No, maybe Pitbull wanted to do it. But they didn't want him because they didn't think he works hard enough. Oh, is this his pitch? Yeah, so he went in to like, he went in to convince them. So, oh, this is interesting. So, but they this... didn't back him fully, which is why they failed. So, this song... so now he's saying like, you should have, you should have given me everything. You should have, yeah, I want all of you. Really backed me. So this song is his pitch. So he's saying, watch how deftly I weave your brand name into my lyrics. 
Yeah, he's saying that, but yeah, going to Times Square, take a picture of me with a Kodak. At this point, they're Did like, you miss it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Picture him just slowing right down. Picture that. He says the picture that with a Kodak. <laughs> when I stomp my foot and say Kodak. <laughs> just a team full of marketing managers being like, oh. This is great. This is just so good. We want to give you everything. He's like, interesting. Wait till you hear the chorus. Tonight. Yeah. The offer comes off the table at midnight. Um, yeah, I've come around to it. Yeah, so I guess my question would be, would, yeah, would you back? Maybe this question isn't so much about Pitbull and maybe it's more about Kodak's last, last attempt at staying relevant yeah. and uh, afloat. And financially healthy. I think. Well, it's got to your... be about the lyric. It's, it's got to be, be about, about the lyric. We don't know where he's credited as a as the writer. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So he is. So he is a he is a writer. So I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're voting on um, whether he's done a good job with those lyrics, and he's has he sold Kodak to you? Yes. Well, he's 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 told me the story of what happened and sort of cleared his own name. Yeah. Yeah. We voting? Um, whether he's done a good job, or whether he's a villain in this piece. Yeah, we're well, let's. Is he the final nail in the coffin? Shall we? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Shall we? Three. Vote? Okay. Two. two one. Three oh, thumbs oh, up. Yeah. Daddy. Yeah. Oh, I cannot believe that. <laughs> he's never had such a claim. That's <laughs> a resounding wow. critical Someone get Pitbull on the phone because he will love that. Yeah. Because his career's gone down the band, so. I've heard, I've heard about him in like four years. Yeah, it's been a while. Since I remember his the, the Walmart Cup. thing, where people on the internet were allowed to vote for his next concert at a Walmart, <laughs> and so they voted for the most obscure Alaskan Walmart, and he went through and did it. Did he? he yeah. Did he? Oh great! Rose in my esteem. Well, he's from in Alaska. With he's wor- he's Mr. Worldwide, so nowhere would face him. He's been. No, he could be sent anywhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Quite literally, yeah. Syria. Yeah. Take a picture of me with a Kodak. <laughs> me would do it. With a Kodiak bear in Alaska. <laughs> oh, great. Wait, I'm so, I can't believe that of the lyricists we've had here today, yeah. Simon Webb, who's the other one? Um, Omi. Omi. Omar Paisley. And, and Pitbull. Pitbull's come out on top, resoundingly. Resoundingly. Yeah, unanimously. Maybe Pitbull goes forward to a future ep- a sort of Champion of Champions episode. To a countdown clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can put him into a final at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there'll be some brackets and stuff. We'll yeah. Keep a log. Great. Uh, excellent. We'll sort that out. Yeah. Well, this has been a much more successful episode than the pilot, which will never be shared. <laughs> beyond, <laughs> yeah, beyond, beyond the people who already got it. Yeah. Cool. So thanks very much for listening. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. All right. See you next week. So we need some sort of musical sting. We'll, we'll producer. Do, do you want to improv it, Dan? Right here. <laughs> Give us some.